So maybe the woke is getting broke or broken. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a better way to say it. The woke are getting broken. It's the story in a one-two punch of two people standing up and saying, or two groups standing up and saying, ah, we're not going to be a part of this anymore. It starts with the U.S. Soccer Council removing a member over speech against repealing anthem kneeling bans. So remember, everyone was taking a knee for the national anthem, and Megan Rapino was going to show you how woke she is, and she's taking a knee for the national anthem. All right. It's, it's so silly. You're silly. You're not moving the needle on anything. Remember, taking the knee on the national anthem has not done anything. And neither did Colin Kaepernick. Could have, didn't. And so soccer said, no, 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 you can't take a knee. Soccer said, you cannot take a knee. Well, that got repealed. And one of the people who opposed that is a guy I never heard of in my life named Seth John, J-A-H-N. He was against this decision. And in saying he was against this decision, he said, I'm sure I'm going to ruffle ruffle some feathers with what I'm about to say, especially given the Athletes Council that I'm on. But given the evolution of our quote-unquote progressive culture, where everything offends everybody, those willing to take a knee for our anthem don't care about defending half of our country. And when they do so, then I don't have too much concern in also exercising my First Amendment right. We're here to get a different perspective. I also feel compelled to articulate that I'm of mixed race and representative of undoubtedly the most persecuted people in our country's history, Native Americans. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. would love to hear from you as well. He then went on to discuss... Um, And saying he's citing an FBI statistic, 95% of deaths in black communities come at the hands of another black man. That's the stat he's using. I don't have that number in front of me. Feel free to check it. I certainly will. I keep hearing about how our country was founded on the backs of slaves, even though approximately only 8% of the entire population even owned slaves. The number I'd have to double check. Every race in the history of mankind has been enslaved by another demographic at some point in time. Blacks have been enslaved. Hispanics have been enslaved. Asians most recently in our country in the freaking 20th century have been enslaved. It was internment camps. World War II. Natives have been enslaved. Whites have been enslaved. He then goes on to say, shoot, I lived in Africa for two and a half years where I could purchase people, slaves, between the price of $800 a person. $300 to $800 per person per head, depending on their age, health, and physicality. Where, he asks, were the social justice warriors and the news journalists there to bring their ruminations to these real atrocities? And yet in all of history, only one country has fought to abolish slavery, the United States of America, where nearly 400,000 men died to fight for the abolishment of slavery underneath the same stars and bars that our athletes take a knee for. Their sacrifice is tainted with every knee that touches the ground oh my goodness my goodness gracious i mean that's that's just a that's the kind of statement that's getting you get you thrown out and it did
Why? He was thrown out of the committee because he, quote, violated the prohibited conducts policy uh, section on harassment, which prohibits racial or other harassment based upon a person's protected status, like race, including any verbal act in which race is used or implied in a manner that would make a reasonable person uncomfortable. What happened to uncomfortable conversations? I thought the whole point, I thought the whole point was to make people uncomfortable. Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Why do you think producer Ari produces this show? I make him uncomfortable every day. Yeah, it happens a lot. The Athletes Council does not tolerate this type of language and finds it incompatible with membership on the council. While the council understands that each person has a right to his or her own opinion, there are certain opinions that go beyond the realm of what is appropriate or acceptable. Holy crap, soccer. That's that's some cowardly crap. That is weak. Actually, you know, by the way, Football does it. Baseball does it. Basketball does it. I mean, they've all got weaknesses as I see them. And I love soccer. It's so an American. Oh, just stop it. I have a ball going to soccer games. I love it. Let me bring it into the second story. University of Texas alumni threatened to no longer donate amid controversy surrounding the school song. This story is from Fox News, the the soccer story uh, was was this, the same same uh, news organization. One two punch. There is a school song, alma mater song, "The Eyes of Texas." I don't know it off the top of my head. See if you can look it up, producer Ari. "The Eyes of Texas." It's for the University of Texas. Well, I guess it has some level of Confederate origins. So the Texas Tribune gets the public records, publish them. And there are a lot of alumni upset with the situation because there's a possibility that they're going to stop doing the song. They're going to stop playing the song. So emails get sent to the University of Texas president. It's Jay Hartzell. And they demand that the school stand up to the cancel culture saying you have to get rid of the song. And if you don't, you're not getting donations. One person wrote, my wife and I... Uh, by the way, I only hope that's the right song. Otherwise, I'm ruined. It's right. <laughs> you understand. Well, I'm talking University of Texas, and we're not doing University of Texas. It's all over. It's all, I won't be welcome back. There will only be 49 states in my life. I'm just saying. My wife and I, writes one person, have given an endowment in excess of $1 million to athletics. This could very easily be rescinded if things don't drastically change around here. Has any has everyone become oblivious of who supports athletics? Now this goes back to when so the, the, I guess uh, when they do the Red River Shootout, right? They're playing Oklahoma. At the end, they 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 lock arm in arm and they're doing the hook em horns and and they and they they they're. The song plays and everything else. Um, people thought that only the quarterback had, was out there to do it. Now, there were a couple other players. And someone wrote, it's disgraceful to see the lack of unity in our fiercest competitor, Sam Ellinger. 
the quarterback, standing nearly alone. It is symbolic of the disarray of this football program which you inherited. The critical race theory garbage that has been embraced by the football program and the university is doing massive irreparable damage to our glorious institution in the country. It has got to stop. Oh, this is sexy as hell. Because uh, critical race theory has done irreparable damage to the country and it's got to stop. And I would tell these donors, if, 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 if you're looking for a place to donate, hi, we have work to do. Oh, Texas has big money donors. We have work to do and, and we can do it. Because we, you, you have, you don't have to stem the tide. You have to, what, what, what have we considered stemming the tide? All right, we have to turn the tide. We have to do this, and if, um, and if, and if the football team isn't going to buy in to the real problem. By the way, stem the tide is stop something from continuing or increasing, right? Turn the tide, I think, is the word I was looking for. You can't support these things. You're right. Let's support things that will actually help. It's one thing to say, hey, um, we're not down with bigotry. It's another thing to say, um, we find bigotry in everything. Two different things. And people are seeing it. People are finally starting to push back. This guy, Seth John, he's right. I don't know anything else about Seth John. There might be a hundred things I don't like about the dude. But he's right. He stands up for himself and he's told to sit down. They want him to apologize. He's not apologizing. By the way, his conversation about about slavery. True. I mean, it is true that that people have been enslaved all around the, 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 the globe. All different types of people. uh, That happens to be true. We can't make this, 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 put forth this theory that uh, we, we should find people guilty based on the color of their skin for something they didn't do. And that's what critical race theory does. Critical race theory puts people into these uh, skin color groups, doesn't look at them as individuals, and determines them guilty of things they had nothing to do with. And it doesn't matter if you've been fighting against it. doesn't matter if you've been an ally. doesn't matter if you've been helping. Guilt. That's what critical race theory and anti-racism do. So, of course, rational people should oppose it. But it's in your schools, right? It's in your colleges. It's in your high schools. It's in, it's in uh, private schools. Oh, you should fight it everywhere. It doesn't. What does it matter what some group of parents calls you? If a group of parents wants to call you a racist, tell them to kiss off and just keep on fighting it. It's it's awful. Your children are worth it. Oh, they'll come after my business. Maybe your children are worth it. I've actually made a change on part of this, where I'm like, yeah, pull your kids out and go to private school. Pull your kids out and homeschool. Why are we seeding the ground? No, no, no. Let's triple down. Let's get more teachers in there who actually teach and aren't about uh, social justicing. Let's push back on these uh, administrators. Let's push back on these board members. Don't allow them to call you uh, racist. If they call you a racist, tell them to go to hell. Nothing's more bigoted than critical race theory. Call them bigots. They are. If you think people are guilty for the color of their skin... Guilty by their existence, like uh, like it was uh, original sin. You're a bigot. Oh my God, bigots were near where I live. Park Tudor, 
You hear the stories of the upper schools there and how they're treating people regarding critical race theory? Holy cow. Holy mackerel. Uh, in, in the place called Fisher's Hamilton Southeastern Schools, all embracing critical race theory, all embracing the need for, for uh, the, these things. It's different than having a conversation about race. It's different than teaching about slavery. It's different than, than uh, addressing real issues, which I think students can handle. Deciding that groups of people are guilty for the color of their skin. Bigotry. Bigotry and should be fought. And when there are groups out there who want to go after you, boycott you, take them on head on. There's really no other option. There's no other option to what it is we have to do in order to be able to have uh, uh, free conversations. Seth John did not say anything that should have him removed from the U.S. Soccer Athletes Council. And when you take a look at how they describe it, how cowardly this council is. Because it made a reasonable, per- reasonable person uncomfortable. I thought that's what we're supposed to do. Turns out not for soccer. What they're saying is, oh, no, no, we want to make you uncomfortable. You can't make us uncomfortable. How about this? I don't care if you're comfortable or not. But you don't call people bigots because of the color of their skin. You don't hate on people because of the color of their skin. You don't make decide that people are guilty because of the color of their skin. You don't teach children that people are guilty because of the color of their skin. And you don't codify it in our schools or in our culture. You fight that nonsense with everything in you. I'm Tony Katz. So I have been referring to it as educational bigotry. You, you may call it something different. I, I'm, I'm not sure. And I've been following this in regards to Harvard and, and some of the Ivies where they're clearly saying no to Asian students. They're saying, yeah, we, we've got enough of you, which is a pretty nasty thing to say if you ask me. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to like the page. If it's not educational bigotry, you tell me. This is Boston Public Schools. They're suspending tests for advanced learning classes because of concerns about racial inequities. What do they mean? They mean that 70% of the students enrolled in the program are white and Asian. But 80% of all Boston public school students are Hispanic and black. So you have these programs for uh, 4th, 5th, and 6th graders that allow them to, because they can advance, allows them to, and you're saying, nah, we're going to, we're not going to do this. We're not going to admit new students in 5th or 6th grades. If you're already doing the advanced work, you can continue. But everybody else, no, we're not going to see if, hey, maybe you can do a little bit more. Let's push you. And they're doing it. Well, sometimes they do it because it makes the other students feel bad. And that's not a reason enough to do it. Some kids can advance and some kids can't. And sometimes, yeah, you you miss. I was a uh, terrible student in in junior high school, which I guess they call middle school now. It was junior high school for me. And I I mean, I just didn't do homework. Not that I didn't have the mind. I couldn't, just didn't do it, didn't care, uh, whatever the case may be. And I actually, in my, before I went into high school, eighth grade, I, I failed like three classes. I didn't do the work. Didn't care. 
And I get to high school, ninth grade. I'm not in classes with my friends. I'm like, huh, okay. And it's the first day of my English class. And I look around and I say, wait a second. I swear to you, this is true. I'm smarter than everybody in here. (laughs) I said it to myself directly. And I said, oh. Now, was I clearly smarter? I believed so. And I proved it so because I worked my way into honors classes in about a year and a half. But what was the school supposed to do? I'm the guy who didn't do the work. I failed the classes. I'm surprised. I figure they only graduated me because they didn't want to deal with me for another year in junior high school. Like that, that is clearly my, where, where I think that all went down. They did not want to deal with me. That was it. But they did what they had to do. But sometimes you recognize the kid who can clearly do it. And they've shown the aptitude to do it. And they can just get it done quickly. And they have a, a way of understanding. But we're going to say because it's too many Asian kids. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Maybe the conversation should be how come Asian kids do so well? What's happening culturally that could possibly be emulated to bring about a positive result for others. Why would that be the wrong tack to take? I think it's a smart one. Culturally, maybe there's more of an emphasis on education. And instead of being bothered by that, maybe we can all find ways to integrate some of it. Maybe there is more there. Maybe there would be great value for, for other kids. Maybe there are some things culturally in other cultures that we can adopt that would make things better. Can't some things work and some things don't? And should we be honestly penalizing Asian students because, well, you're doing too well and we can't allow that? Nonsense. This bigotry towards Asian students is gross. Has to stop. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. This is Tony Katz Today. I don't know how I've gone this long without talking about Andrew Cuomo. Honestly, I I don't know how I've done it. There were so many things to get into that I didn't get into Andrew Cuomo. Oh, Andrew Cuomo could very well be going down. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. That was it. I was going to do Cuomo, but uh, they were doing the the, the hearing, right, Uh, about the Capitol uh, riot. And I wanted to hear what, what Ray had to say. I wanted to share with you, like, one of the, one of the most ridiculous conversations which is all we should be talking about is the white supremacies, the white supremacies, the white supremacists. And we shouldn't be talking about all the things that are going on. You can't just talk about white supremacists and not talk about Antifa. That's not the way it works. No. No, 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 no. Can't do it. But they desperately want to do it because the objective is to move a narrative over facts. There are things that we should look at and say, that's a problem. Groups that are actively being violent and trying to harm others need to be dealt with. And what does Joe Biden refer to Antifa as an idea? An idea that's killed people? The argument is very simple. White supremacy exists. 
that white supremacists are on every street corner? That's not true. That, that millions and millions and millions of Americans are just trying to do away with, that's, that, that's not it. And remember, I'm talking about people who hate me, right? They're the most ridiculous part of the conversation. That they, This is still happening, by the way, about CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, because now there's this whole fight with Hyatt regarding the stage. Because the stage design was this design from, it, 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 it doesn't resemble, it looks exactly like this uh, badge, this, this patch from a, 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 a squadron, I guess you'd call it, from uh, Nazi Germany 1944. I mean, there's, there's no question, it looks exactly like, it. it's, it's weird. You really think that was the design of the, of the stage, that was the purpose? You really and truly believe that? You have to go find that for me. The idea that conservatives are these white supremacists is insane. They know that it's garbage and they keep pushing it out there like we're somehow supposed to just sit there and take it. Well, we're not going to just sit there and take it. It's mythology. It has to stop. It's ridiculous, nonsense, trash, garbage. Yeah, I wish the stage looked like that in retrospect. But can I tell you, I never saw the stage from the top. I only saw the stage, right? I, I, knew, I, I looked into the ballroom. Not the ballroom, the, 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 the conference room. There it was. If you're asking me where the anti-Semitism is, it's on the left. Does that mean there's some people on the right who don't hate Jews? I assume there's some people on the right who hate Jews. I assume there's some people on the right who hate me. I think they're dummies. <laughs> But it's possible. Could you imagine someone hating me, Producer Ari? No, I love you, man. Of course. I know you do, but could you imagine somebody else? I mean, there's a lot of mean people out there. I'm sure uh, there's some crazy people who hate you, sure. Yeah, but those people are just... We don't even count those people. Those people are pathetic. But that the entirety of the conservative movement are just a bunch of Nazis? It's insane, and they know it's insane, and the best part is they keep saying it. They know they're full of crap. It's too silly for words. If the best you've got is the stage design, holy hell, your life is just worthless, and you have never sexually satisfied a woman. These are my two theories. I'm sticking with them. They're still discussing it. Still going over it. So when we talk about Christopher Ray and we talk about what happened at the, uh, at the Capitol, I want to know what happened. I don't mind that whole conversation. I mind that we'll talk about white supremacists, but we won't talk about Antifa. Violence is violence. Let us engage and do something about all of it. Be aware. Don't decide one exists and one doesn't because it fits a narrative. That's the point about the damn stage. You're pointing to a stage and how it looks like this, this, this patch. I'm pointing to the anti-Semitism of Ilhan Omar, which is the anti-Semitism of Ilhan Omar. 
I'm pointing to picks, selections from Joe Biden and parts of his foreign policy team that are just bigots. I'm talking about someone he picked for the Department of Justice who actually said that the black race is superior. She said the words. She wrote them in a a thesis that she did for college or something like that. You're looking at a stage design. I'm not arguing there isn't something to iconography. But here are words being said by people in your party. Do you want to address them or pretend they don't exist? If we're going to be a rational society that does rational things like rational people, shouldn't we look at all of it? Dear God, I didn't know this would be so tough. It didn't dawn on me that being a normal person would be so tough for people. But it turns out it really truly is. And this is where we're at. Like, this is the, how do you, how do you unbreak this broken thing? Where we've got people who can't say, let's have the full conversation and deal with the full conversation. And by the way, understand you're never going to get rid of white supremacists. You're never going to get rid of the Louis Farrakhan's of the world. You're never going to get rid of some of these haters. Some people are going to hate you for the color of your skin, and some people are going to hate you for the shape of your eyes, and some people are going to hate you for the blood that runs through your veins, and that's the way that's going to go. And you know what you should do? Have lunch. That's what you should do. You know what you should do? Go on vacation. You know what you should do? You should, you should really paint that room. Go with a fun color, something that makes you feel good when you walk in. You live your life. I am fully aware that while there are no way as big a numbers as people want to make claim to, white supremacists exist. You know what I'm, I do? I go out everywhere. I do everything, and I live a totally unworried life. Now, I do carry a firearm with me. But I also carry a firearm with me because I've seen how the political left attacks the political right. So I got two sides of the aisle that I'm paying attention to. How about you? I have seen people who have no political affiliation and don't know anything about my religion. They just want my wallet. Or they might want to attack my wife because she's a hottie. And I would like to be able to best protect and defend myself and the ones that I love. You see, sometimes it has to do with the politics, and sometimes it has to do with bigotry, and sometimes it has to do with nothing other than I want your stuff, which I guess is its own level of politics and bigotry. We are failing miserably at the most fundamental basics of a conversation. And for people on the political right, they don't even want to discuss the, the, the capital riot and the idea of some, who some of these people are, militia types, and what have you. I think you need to. Here's what I know about the militia types. Here's what I know uh, uh, about them. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't support them. It's what I know. I don't. Certainly don't support what happened at the Capitol. So why do I? Do I have to internalize it. Oh, look what they. Look what they did. Oh my gosh! How could I have been? What are we nuts? I think people are individually responsible for the things that they do. I absolutely positively believe it. And me, what did I say? I'm not down with riots. I think we should have responded to the rioters with force. I don't know how how else can I say I'm not down. 
So we covered that. We didn't get to Andrew Cuomo. Oh, is he in a world of hurt? And we will get to that in just a bit. I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. Due to the 25% tariff applied by the EU on all bourbon and whiskey coming from the U.S., exports of Kentucky bourbon fell by 35% and shipments across the Atlantic fell by almost 50%. And according to a report recently released by the Kentucky Distillers Association, they're worried that it could only get worse. Now, according to the Whiskey Wash, the members of the Congressional Bourbon Caucus are already drafting a letter that they plan to send to incoming U.S. trade representatives Catherine Tai once she is confirmed by the U.S. Senate. So while things look bad now, they may change in the weeks and months to come. For more on this, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Eat Drink Smoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat Drink Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat Drink Smoke. So Governor Cuomo is in a world of hurt. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Now, I'm a believer in innocent until proven guilty. But this is now the third woman to claim that he was inappropriate. Now, the other two claims of of being inappropriate have to do with being just just a creeper, right? Uh, Do you like to play strip poker? Asking somebody if they if they about their sex life, you ever have sex with older men? Those are creepy things to do. And as I was discussing, I think this was yesterday. What I what I the the twist on this that I think is so so ugly is that what he's doing is he's he's not even just coming out and asking, right? Because I can I can appreciate that. Just ask. You get a yes or a no and that's it. You're right. You shouldn't be doing that with people who work for you. I absolutely agree with what you're saying there, Producer Ari. Well, you shouldn't do it at all. No, no, no. If you don't ask, nothing happens. What are you no, talking no. about? No, no, no. There has to be nuance. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. Not necessarily. Because the nuance can get confused and the nuance can get interrupted and the nuance can be misinterpreted and the next thing you know, uh, right, you're, you're getting accused of something. I if mean, you if ask, I was on a date... I would rather not have someone, hey, you want to go have sex, rather than, hey, you, uh, you're you looking good tonight. Like, I feel like one's way worse than the other. So you're talking about how to be a player. Well, I already know how to be a player. The, first of all, it's with it's player. I don't, I, why do I have to teach you? I don't know why I have to teach the millennial set. Secondly, this is Cuomo. This is this is lecherous old man stuff we're talking about here. Not you in, 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 your, in your prime at, at 26. That's right. Right, just just walking around uh, the streets of Indianapolis like like you're the man, you know, and in whatever was on sale at Target that you that you got on. Oh yeah, but he's not asking straight out. He's like, like like I'm gonna put it on you to figure out what I want. So it wasn't me coming on to you; it was you coming on to me. Like that's the part where I'm like, you're just you're just such a just come right out and ask the question. In this third one, Anna Ruck, R-U-C-H, she was at a wedding. He was at the wedding, 
and supposedly said, can I kiss you? But the photo, there's a photo of him, and Ruck never worked for him, right? He's, he's, he's holding on to her head, you know, like, like, like uh, Michael to Fredo in, in The Godfather. I know it was you, Fredo, right? Godfather 2. Um, that, that's what's happening there. And it is, I admit, weird. Don't be touching people who don't want to be touched. Now, sometimes you don't know that lesson at 18. Sometimes you don't even know that lesson at 22. I think now better than maybe years past. But at 60 and you're the governor, you you know the lesson. You know the lesson. Now, she argues that she was embarrassed and shocked. And Look, uh, I think that you need to teach your daughters to punch people directly in the face. I, I really and truly believe that. And, and, and I think that people can agree or disagree with me or give me thoughts on whether or not she was shocked and, and frightened. Teach your daughters not to be shocked and frightened is my take. People can have another thought on it than mine. But it is the fact that there are now multiplicities of these things. Did he break the law? No, not with this last person who's making this claim. No, he was just a creep. With employees? Uh, very possibly. Very possibly indeed. Now, why is all of this coming out now? Because Cuomo is no longer of usefulness. But I think the, 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 the bigger question is, why is it coming out at all? And why didn't it come out during the heyday of Me Too? Now, maybe some of it hadn't happened just then. That could be it. This wedding took place in 2019. Maybe there was nothing to come out, right? There was nothing to, uh, to say. So that could explain that part of it. If Cuomo was still necessary to be a counterweight to President Trump in the eyes of a media that is purposefully dishonest, you mean we wouldn't hear about these women and these stories and this issue and this guy? That sounds disgusting. That's a story that, you know, uh, I guess media doesn't have to answer now. They may have had to answer two years from now if Trump had won and then they were still, uh, uh, you know, covering Cuomo like he was some kind of godchild when he is everything but. Is Cuomo really in jeopardy of losing his job? The, an- the answer to that is, is, is yes. I mean, this is an assemblyman in New York it's about him. That is not an apology, Brooke. Uh, we all know anyone who's taking a sexual harassment class, there's a big difference between intention and outcome. The outcome is that women were hurt. They felt abused and threatened by the governor. And that's all that matters. And he should be issuing a genuine apology and, and, and thinking about resigning as soon as possible. Uh, he also went a little bit further than that. I, the governor is an abuser. Uh, I think we all know that by now. Uh, this is a Democrat in New York saying this. By the way, that whole idea that it doesn't matter that your intention only matters how they felt. Well, what if uh, she, she liked it? And then they started dating. It wasn't improper then, right? Which is why a question has to be asked as opposed to innuendo being utilized. Because then you answer the question and you move on with the day. But you don't do it with people who work for you. That's why I've never gone on a date with Ari. Not yet. I did say, hey, let's go have a drink once, and he stood me up. That's not how it happened. 
I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.